What up, y'all? Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pines Podcast. I'm Gobi. With me tonight, it's Dr. Nagel, Omega Construct, and Zero Burn 75. So sit back, enjoy the ride. Smoke them if you got them, boys. Yes, we... <laughs> Gobi said we can do drugs. I'm smoking because Gobi told me to. Same. Hey, I just said smoke them if you got them. I didn't specify... That was an order. No, that clearly sounded like an order. You gave an order. We're doing it. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right. I mean, he is yeah. the boss. You said them, which, as far as I'm concerned, is all of the above. So, you know, it's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I will, I will concede to that logic. Um, as long as it, yep, sure, we'll go with that. I'm assuming it's legal. <laughs> right. As long as it's legal in your state. If it's not, I don't condone that ever i swear goby is smoking crack right now so ign <laughs> cyberpunk 2077's wall running mechanic got removed due to design reasons yeah they apparently uh, supposedly have a good reason i don't know i just wanted to talk about cyberpunk 2077 cyberpunk 2077 coming out in november i know too fucking long but hey uh it right before my birthday so that'd be good Something to look forward to. Um, uh, it was something that was de- uh, removed due to design reasons, but there's still going to be a lot of flexibility in how you move, that's for sure, according to Max Piers, the uh, level designer for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I am going to scan and see if it goes into any detail, because I'm a professional and I totally read this before we started. Only did that not we were this, too busy on the ex- yeah this is very brief in other it just there's like two three paragraphs and then in other cyberpunk 2077 news you can check out the pc exclusive ray tracing effects that were revealed last week and if you still haven't gotten your fix check out this article running through 10 essential anime series that you should watch if you plan to check out cyberpunk's edge runners all right fine i'm gonna check out the 10 essential anime series what we could talk about that I'm sure. Why not? I've never seen Deno Coil. I don't know what that is. Akira is obviously a classic. You should always eat. Anyone who hasn't seen Akira, do yourself a favor. Go watch the movie. Um, Ghost in the Shell. Again, go see the 1995 movie. It is fucking bizarre. It has aged very well, surprisingly. Uh, and then go watch the TV series. So, oh, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Yeah, it's the next one on the list. Great. So, since you're you're having this wonderful anime conversation, so Love Voodoo's anime. having this wonderful wonderful animation sale, and there's a whole bunch of anime on there. Uh, recommendations? Ghost in the Shell. Uh, already have it. Yep, done. Uh, Ergo Proxy, which is also on this list. Okay. Uh, which is kind of fantastic. <laughs> Battle Angel of yeah, uh, no, I, I, I don't recommend this, but it's on the list, and I think it's funny that Battle Angel Alita made it to this list because everyone now only knows about Alita Battle Angel, which came out with... Uh, I don't know who actually played Alita in the movie, but I do know Christoph Waltz uh, played the the insane doctor-slash-father, and he did a great job, but that's just... that's hilarious. Uh, the original, the anime, uh, the original anime, I believe, is from the early 1990s or the yeah, like 1991 or 1992 or something like that. So, uh, it it looks bizarre by today's standards. 
so you probably don't want to watch it, but yeah, that's just funny to me. Bizarre than JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is just plain fun. Go, go, go! Watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, that's really all on this list that I would recommend. No Guns Life is kind of it's a weird one about cyborgs uh, that you could watch. It's, this article sums it up pretty good. It's a it's a mad slice of creativity from heavyweight anime studio Madhouse, but it's also one of the most unique uses of the cyberpunk genre. Wonderfully insane and surprisingly heartfelt. So, yeah, I that's accurate. I I think I enjoyed that series. But those are probably some of the big ones. Oh, Cowboy Bebop is another essential one that everybody should have watched. Complete series. Of course, I'm going to be that guy, and I'm going to say that uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is definitely a good watch, and um, Soul yes, Eater. And... Oh, I enjoyed I, I... Soul Eater a lot. I thought you were going to say Naruto. Now, hell no, no. Hey, Full Metal Alchemist and Naruto are basically hand in hand. Same same time period that came out, they were probably equally as popular Man, in the U.S. Full Metal Alchemist was was definitely my was my was my shit. Cowboy Bebop is only one season, twenty six episodes. Yeah. yeah, it's like Firefly. It's basically one okay. glorious okay. season. It's on sale for ten bucks right now. They also made a movie. By the way, don't go to Netflix and watch the live-action Full Metal Alchemist. That's two hours of my life that I will never get back. They made a live-action version? Yes, they did, and it's absolutely god-awful atrocious. They made it on purpose? Yes, they did. Interesting. <laughs> I'd say the same Somebody, thing about the live-action version. Yeah, well, maybe. I'd say the same thing about the live-action version of uh, Death Note as well. The live-action version kind of completely missed most of what the anime was trying to get at. Was that boobs or swords? Uh, no, it was it was neither. <laughs> um, for one thing, Yagami Light had a girlfriend, which was incorrect. <laughs> Um, the inside joke for anyone who hasn't watched Death Note, which I'm assuming is the vast majority of people on this planet, the inside joke uh, of Yagami Light is uh, really obvious when you spell Yagami backwards. It says, I'm gay. You so, think they were implying something there? It's just straight up, it was a major fucking plot point of Death Note. Uh, the the protagonist was a gay man, and he was being pursued by uh, another guy who was a crack investigator, really brilliant, and uh, there's one part of it, this isn't a spoiler at all, there's one part of it where the investigator and Yagami actually meet, just incidentally, and the investigator gives Yagami, like, a foot massage, and Yagami is really visibly uncomfortable with this, it's because he has, like, intimate feelings for this dude. And it's kind of, yeah, it's sort of, that's not a spoiler, but it is a major plot point. So, and yeah. Things you learn about animes. Things you learn about animes, yep. Anyway, yeah, so there are your recommendations. Cool. Get to Can't film. Wait. 
Can't wait for Cyberpunk. Believe it or not, believe it or not, I I was surprised. Soul Eater, I was like, okay, this this one may get a little bit dark. It does at points, but at the same time, it's one of those lighthearted dark shows. Like kids could watch it, it would be okay. So. Trying to think of of other TV shows. Oh, Gobi, how far uh, into Fringe are you? Um, at the current time around, I believe season two, but uh, the farthest I've gotten is season four, I believe. Pretty sure that were there only four seasons. I think there were only four. Five. There's five seasons. Oh, there are five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the fifth season is when the spoilers. Uh, yeah, never mind. Yep, I won't. <laughs> I am familiar. I'm familiar with that show. I, I did enjoy that show when it came out, despite the fact that it was produced by J.J. Uh, Abrams and Alex Kurtzman. We know how much you love them. I fucking hate those. I, yeah, I dis I dislike Alex Kurtzman's writing style. Yep. Uh. So yeah. Yeah, and another game gets delayed. This what? one, for not-so-bad reasons. Crisis Remastered has been delayed after getting mixed reactions to leaked footage. Uh, so basically, leaked footage of the de- of the remastered game was leaked out, and people went through and cut it with the original game. They did a side-by-side comparison, and yeah, the remastered doesn't, according to the internet, doesn't look all that much better than the original. Um, yeah, I mean the original is holds up well to this day. I agree, but the remaster did feel like looked quite a bit better. The lighting was definitely way better. Um, but it being delayed so they can make it better, I'm okay with that. Um, and it's also coming to Nintendo Switch for the first time ever, so that's cool. Yeah, and I'm the that's only cool. one who gives a shit. Uh, yeah, I probably won't play the Crisis Remaster, but I will look for it on YouTube just so I can see the upscaled graphics downscaled into YouTube's 1080p. I'm interested. They haven't really said anything about it other than the remasters coming and they've showed some of the, the campaign. Uh, but I'm curious about if the multiplayer is going to be making a comeback as well. What is multiplayer in Crisis? Um, it's like Call of Duty, but with superhuman suits. What was that Call of Duty where you had like those super jump boosts? Yeah, kind of like Infinite that. But... Warfare. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, 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 it was like that, except for you know, like ten years before it and cooler. <laughs> uh no, the maps are quite a bit bigger than Call of Duty. There's usually objectives. Um. But yeah, you, you're basically in the super suit, so anything you can do in the campaign, you can do in multiplayer. Uh, you want to cloak, you cloak. You want to, you know, jump really high, you go into strength mode. Um, I want to catch a seagull on the beach and throw it at superhuman speeds at someone's head to blow their head off. First, you probably want to cloak so you can catch it. And then you'd have to go into super speed mode to go really fast and melee somebody with it. 
Nice. So, so that just reminds me of the uh, seagulls bad lip reading with Yoda and Luke. That was fucking gold. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't. Is it better than Baby Yoda getting punched to Africa? That, okay, I different. Have not seen that. That is amazing. Yeah, different, different <laughs> monsters. Oh. Oh. Those totally different beasts to tackle. They're both brilliant for their own reasons. Yes, we're we're not condoning beating animals, but um, Baby Yoda is not. Puppet. Baby Yoda is not an animal. It's a CGI puppet. <laughs> Still, we don't want to upset you know PETA people eating tasty animals. People eating tasty animations. It's not right. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. You know what else isn't right? Sony trying to buy Warframe. Yeah, Sony is trying to buy uh, uh, what Lei Yu, the Chinese holding company that owns sixty-one percent of Digital Extremes. So there's been a lot of speculation about that in the in the community for the past week. Um, I think that was announced sometime last week, early last week, and already uh, some well-known YouTube uh, critics slash YouTubers have made speculation videos about that. Um, I can never remember the guy's name. Redalus, Reliantus, Reli Omega probably knows his name better than I do. Retalius, I think? Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds more correct. Um, he did one that was uh, pretty balanced in uh, addressing some of the speculation that some of the people have been coming up with, like, what if Warframe becomes a, uh, a PS4 exclusive? Uh, that seems extremely unlikely, just because it started off as a PC game. The PS4 platform and Xbox platform is more of a recent development, but DE has always made their primary development for PC, and then consoles get whatever finished version uh, the PC ends up being PC version ends up being uh, so making it a PS4 exclusive would just seem like a waste of buying a property you would lose the majority of your player base uh, and there's no way I'm buying a PS5 I would just I'd probably just give up Warframe as difficult as that would be uh, switch my addiction over to something else craft no I'm kidding um <laughs> The other thing that I found interesting in here, the other game listed is Brink. Um, and they yes. mentioned their creator, Splash Damage. Um, and both of those games do both multiplayer games very well. And of course, the article goes on to, you know, basically PlayStation has a huge gap in their portfolio where it comes to multiplayer games. Like sure. Killzone. <laughs> like, does anybody remember Killzone? No. Crickets? Nobody knows what that is. Uh, it's actually... It, it, <clears throat> I won't hate on it too much. Um, it was a fun game, but I totally see why it died is, you know, the way it did. Um, just like Dust 514 was a pretty fun PS3 game. I don't think it ever made it down to PS4. Uh, it was a free-to-play game. Again, yeah, they just... They didn't have any multiplayer, you know, big multiplayer games, and they're not wrong. They do have a huge gap. Yeah, you bring up a good point, which is it's much more likely that Sony is eyeballing uh, buying Leiu uh, out of a desire to get a hold of people who have years worth of experience of creating very successful multiplayer 
uh, PvP and co-op based games so they can start developing you know more successful titles on their own uh, that seems like a direction that's much more plausible uh, the question there would be how much of the development would then be veered away from games like Warframe and uh, what benefit would DE end up getting out of a deal like that? Would they actually get more resources to implement their ideas? Would they get more people to start doing uh, R&D for new game modes, uh, new ways to execute the, the ideas that they have, these spectacular, monumental, just huge gameplay ideas that they have been modestly successful in implementing so far? mainly because they don't have the resources to pull it off. Uh, so, yeah, maybe maybe that is a direction that Sony is pursuing. I don't, I don't know. I, I see another name in here that <clears throat> you absolutely love. Um, just, you really love these these people, like, super love them. Apparently, uh, Tennyson also has a horse in this race. Alfred Lord Tennyson? Died. Yes. Tencent. Yeah, Tencent. <laughs> yeah. Tencent. I, for, for your sake, Gobi, just for your sake, Gobi, just call them Dime. I'd call <laughs> Tencent. And you guys know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. Alfred Lord Tennyson. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, if if DE is going to get bought, I I, I don't particularly want layu to sell the or layu to be bought by a parent company or, or anything like that uh d's got its own thing going on as crappy as some of their uh, releases have been or as poorly planned uh at least you know they're putting out there and they're trying and they're not being pressured to do anything by a developer they are another instance where they are both the developer and their publisher so if if they have to be bought i'd rather that it would be sony and not tencent that's just me. I I tend to agree with you on that, actually. Uh, it's kind of a life cycle of indie games like this that get really popular. Like a company, like a, a development studio, has that one game that becomes an indie hit. They go all in on it, and that became becomes their one game. It grows to a point where they eventually have to expand, and then it changes in one way or another. I mean, hell, I mean, the, the prime example of that's Minecraft, which is now currently owned by Microsoft. Yep. So, yeah. it's, it's, uh... it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, whoever buys it, whether it's Sony or anyone else, if they do decide to let DE do their thing, or if they send in uh what would be worse i think is they probably wouldn't even send in actual like coders or anything like that like to actually help with that aspect of it they would send in executives who would make suggestions and those suggestions would be you know requirements and those requirements would alter the game uh, yeah So, so it is it's worth bringing up that sony has ruined pretty much everything that they've touched they definitely ain't no Disney. That's nope. But there's one other thing that we kind of touched on it earlier, and it'd be interesting to get more in depth. So we we're talking about how this would add to PlayStation's portfolio and plug a gap that Sony has here. Um, 
and one of the big, huge aspects of next-gen consoles is first-party titles. And we know that PS4 won this generation in first-party titles. But they're also mostly single-player first-player titles. Am I wrong? Or am that that's right, right? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, none come to mind that are, like, multiplayer first. I can't even think of any that are, like, player. co-op. Yeah, no, there aren't many that are co-op either. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they, they have a solid single-player experience, which is great. But, you know, but then if you look at Microsoft's side of the story, you know, almost every single one of their first-party titles are at minimum co-op. Right, because they want to push the whole crossplay between Xbox and PC, which is a fantastic thing. And yeah, I'm not knocking that. Yeah, but you know, but they're also lacking like you sure the sure those games have a campaign, but how many of those aside from the original Halos, which you know are coming back out, um really have an amazing story. I mean, sure I'm partial to Gears of War, but Obviously, there's plenty of critics on that one. Um, Halo seems to be the one Microsoft game that people can kind of get behind that had a pretty good story, like, up until, we'll call it five. <laughs> Maybe four for most people. Uh, but, you know, we heard Dr. Nagel, but Zero, you were an Xbox guy for a while. Um, Omega, you were an Xbox guy before you turned PC. What are your thoughts on this from that standpoint go ahead omega i mean the reason i bought an xbox was halo like my first xbox i I was a nintendo kid growing up super nintendo nintendo 64 nintendo gamecube uh and then i bought an xbox and it was back when it was like you bought the xbox with uh halo with like the green controller uh that bundle what what uh, specifically about halo drew you in was it the story or like the first person shooter or what what exactly was your main draw i mean it was it was everything like yeah the graphics were great it was it was it was really the the flagship next gen first person shooter because i grew up playing goldeneye and perfect dark with my friends uh, shit like that all the time. Uh, so that being as good as it was uh, in the next generation graphics and whatnot was pretty awesome. But it was the story. I mean, this was the multiplayer in, in Halo was just couch multiplayer and just for fun and wasn't as big a part of gaming as it is today. So it was about the story. It was a great, well-written plot that, you know, told an interesting story and took you to varied and interesting locations. It was just a great, well-made story. But, like, you know, talking about exclusives and whatnot, like, it, it definitely... You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm definite proof that it would definitely help. You also touched on things that I think help Microsoft win the 360 uh, PS3 console generation was that couch co-op. Um... You guys all bought the game Halo for the story, but you can't tell me you didn't have a blast going over to your buddy's house and, you know, playing split-screen deathmatch or capture the flag in Halo 2. Well, 
Halo 2 uh, was when online started. Oh, I mean, in the original Halo, I meant I meant 2 as in T-O-O. Oh, gotcha. Like, okay. no, I, never, I never really played much of the multiplayer, to be honest. Me and my friends would always do co-op. Like, like you just do the story. Co-op. Yeah, we'd do couch co-op. And, you know, Halo's the type of game where you can spend two hours in a mission exploring things and finding new ways to fuck around. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean... Zero. Zero. What got me into Xbox, and I mean, if I'm being dead honest, I was, uh, I had moved about two hours from, or about 45 minutes from home, was living with some friends that I worked with, and literally the only reason I got an Xbox was because he was like, hey, we need to round out our team on Call of Duty. Thanks. That was the whole reason I got an Xbox. Um, now, as of gotten older i've realized you know thanks to certain parties in this room all (laughs) parties in this room um that while yes having a console was was good and it was fun um you know there's nothing special about a console there's i mean yeah okay there are certain titles that that you can't get on PC that you can get on, yeah, that you can get on Xbox, but most of those titles are titles I don't even play anyway. So, I mean, I was mainly playing Xbox because that's what my friends were playing. And now that they've all kind of gotten away from that and they've started switching to PC, I've migrated to PC and I'm not migrating back. Yeah. Before we get into that, uh, so what do you think this is, how do you, how do you guys think, we're going to assume for this that Sony buys, uh, Liu Technologies, um, do you think this is going to help Sony, I mean, obviously it's going to help Sony in the, the council war, but do you think it's a, it'll be a game changer or is this going to be a, eh, See, yep. in the end, I don't think they're gonna. They would ever make it an exclusive. Nah. No, I mean not Warframe. Like them just adding the a multiplayer studio to their portfolio. Like you know, obviously they they listed Brink, which I absolutely love Brink. Um, I thought Splash oh. Damage did a great job with it, but we can all agree that it pretty much flopped. I think that'll just be meaningless in the long run because DE is a one project studio. They are the company that makes Warframe. That's all they make. They, they are entirely devoted from top to bottom to making Warframe. It's not like they're adding... It's not like this is a, a massive studio with... Like, you know, Ubisoft has, you know... Ubisoft developer oh, studios in a dozen cities across the world. Like, it, it's not like... D is nothing like that. Like, it, it's not going to be like all of a sudden PlayStation has a company that they can tap to pump out the next great shooter for them because DE just does what DE does and that's Warframe. So really, I, I almost feel like they're just buying a company. This is, I almost feel like it's simpler that we're making it. They're buying a company that's making money so that it can make money for them instead. And, you know, it's, I don't see them, the, the most realistic thing I see happening, if anything, if they buy it, is they're going to monetize it. 
I mean, more than it's already monetized. Well, right now it's it's monetized purely for we've talked about cosmetics. This purely for cosmetic. The only things that you can only get with actually buying money is cosmetics, or with actually spending real money is certain cosmetics. Everything else can be earned by playing the game. But See, I yeah, feel yeah. like if Sony were to take over, they would add barrier. They they would add more cost barriers to the core gameplay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it is. It is worth uh, again. I'll reiterate. Uh, Sony has ruined everything that they've touched. Uh, because of what Omega said earlier, they will bring in executives. Executives will make suggestions. Suggestions will become policy. So it is entirely possible that we might see an uptick in uh, monetization or just buying shit or the incentive to spend real money on crap. Uh, it's also likely that they'll keep it the same because it's making money. Uh, why fix what's broke? I mean, that's the, that's the antithesis to modern business and capitalism, I know. Uh, but what I see is uh, D having created an engine, basically for Warframe, that is a very smooth multiplayer co-op experience and a PvP experience. There is PvP in Warframe. People don't pay a lot of attention to it, but there is a very dedicated, loyal community to Conclave in Warframe. So D created this engine from scratch. Steve played a part of this as much as I love giving Steve shit. And it's proprietary to DE, so they obviously adapted it for PlayStation. So I would see Sony also looking at trying to get a hold of the engine for multiplayer co-op and PvP and putting that into other titles in their game so that they could have that streamlined multiplayer experience where people just matchmake and they're done and everything is just smooth and balanced and you really don't have to worry about you know, developing your own system for that sort of thing. Because I imagine in the past they have they have tried to do that for titles and it has failed horribly. So yeah, that's, I, that's a really good point. This could just be a technology acquisition. Right. Uh, so they could be they could say like, all right, we've bought this company, so uh yeah, how does this all work? Like give us this core technology. You can keep making your game, do your thing, but we're we now own this technology. So we're going to use it across our, you know, our own library. That's actually a really good point. So you guys keep talking about digital extremes. Um, it should also be noted that the Liu actually owns digital extremes, Splash Damage, Anflon Games, Kingmaker, and Radiance Games. Um, yeah. All of them are actually major co-op and multiplayer studios. Um, that have been doing things for years. Um, obviously, Splash Damage did, we mentioned Brink. They also did Return to Castle, Wolfenstein, Doom, and Gears of War. Um, Digital Extremes did Bioshock, Darkness 2, um, and Warframe. Um, the other ones did like uh, Perfect World, Elix, um, and a few others, Neverwinter Nights you know things like that so these you're it's probably yeah. closer to a technology like they need multiplayer games they need co-op games in order to do that they need studios that know what they're doing 
and yeah so that's that is definitely a possibility and the, the studios that you mentioned have also yeah they've consulted and developed technology for all the games that you just said so sure why not uh, um, the other thing is yeah that is civilization that is online oh civ online yeah that was that was the other one that wait who radiant did that that, that was game. radiant oh damn all right yeah perfect worlds um if you guys remember that mmo um take two interactive um <laughs> yeah they that's they did work for all those guys um so yeah i can see why sony's interested i can also see why tencent is interested um yeah i guess flip a coin and the lesser of the two evil type shit but the the worst fucking thing in the world would be yeah for any company tencent or sony to start you know poking their nose into the business model of uh warframe just say warframe as an example and doing what omega said and being like hmm i i think there are more things that people could spend money on because essentially that means that de loses their creative edge what they've been doing these whole years which is pretending to give a shit about at least on the surface pretending to give a shit about their community and listening to what the community has to say and redacting certain shit like they were going to make a, a whole new booster a mod drop chance booster they were going to put that on the market for people to buy for plat and the community was just like a fifth type we already have four isn't it bad enough to have four what the fuck are you doing monetizing this bullshit and you know it's going to screw up the market it's going to screw up plat values all across this shit and d eventually took that out and we're like okay sorry we're not trying to monetize this that was our bad we'll make it a sortie reward that's it so uh i hate to say it but look at the kind of game that warframe is it is a grinder never-ending looter shooter with all the grind with, with daily tasks and plenty of incentives to get you playing every day, and it takes all those little addictive reward centers of your brain to release those delicious neurotransmitters that we also crave throughout our daily lives. Uh, it's the WoW model. Sony buys it, it's going to be a subscription. It very well could be. I, I, yeah. It is the... I agree. Model. It is 100% the nine ninety nine a month model, or whatever price per month they could you know, like if they wanted to they could slap that on there and people would pay it and they might have less people playing but they'd be baking another ten dollars a month on top of it i could totally see sony doing that um you know taking something that is as popular as warframe and then if they get it if they get it they will you know they'll they'll do what blizzard's done with like you said like with wow and they'll just you know monthly subscription the hell out of it and actually i can think of several ways that they could ease people into that as well being like okay you know we're gonna have periods where it's free to play and we're gonna have periods where you can buy a, a discounted subscription like year long for half price or you know uh 20 percent of what it's what it actually costs or some shit like that just to ease people into it and get them playing that is that's a terrifying and logical thought super depressing and you know what you need drugs like they make in breaking bad when you get depressed yep yeah definitely that's meth we don't play with meth 
So don't mess with meth, Beth. <laughs> That's good to know. But still, I mean, yeah. Um, Shout no, out I mean, to anybody who watched Reno 911. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but the... Blizzard has been doing... Oh, he so totally missed that segue. So totally missed that. No, just keep on going, Zero. <laughs> what? Steamroll through it. Go. Power no, through it. I, go. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Uh, <laughs> because now I've done lost my train of thought. Thank you, Gobi. Um, weren't, you, weren't you going to talk about Destiny 2? No, no, I'm not going to talk about Destiny 2 because it just makes me angry. Zero started playing Destiny 2 again. I did for two hours and realized why I quit. Two glorious hours. How many how many swear words did you cuss at the at your monitor in those two hours? There just, are just words round, that, round there, down. Are, there are words that I believe aren't even in the that aren't even available on Urban Dictionary. I think I made up new words. <laughs> he and, went full redneck. <laughs> all right, but still, I I just want to count. Like in two hours time, all right. You you played the game for two hours. How many? Swear words came out your mouth. Was it? No, you can was round it actually, down. Was it actually swear words, or was it just like a, a slow descent into this isn't fun anymore? It was an absolute descent into madness. Let's just say that. Like the okay. grind in like Mad rather, Hatter. I would. I would rather, and, and this is just being one hundred percent honest. I would rather start a character from zero in Warcraft and level it all the way up. Which, by the way, I've done three times since I've started playing WoW again than to go in on my max level characters from or well sorry quote max level characters they were max level two seasons ago and grind them back up to where they need to be because at least in warcraft i can take different branches to get to a different level or to get to the level the max level you mean you don't like to be given a corridor and said hey go this way Giant arrows pointed. Goby. Like, Goby. I will drive to your house. Come on up. Man, come on up, man. You. After I drink all of your beer, I will beat you. Beer? What? I don't drink beer. Liquor. Whatever. After he drinks all your fresh scotch out. and smokes all I'm, your crack. I'm fresh out, so you gotta bring some, alright? And what? bring the good shit, alright? None of that cheap shit. I'm, he's got to alcohol in this he's house completely like fresh done crack. you you guys I'm, heard I'm, first. he's out, out of everything man it's the it's been yeah 90 some degree heat and yeah it sucks anyway speaking of stupid heat uh apparently far cry 6 is going back to a tropical paradise and breaking bad is gonna be a part of it what he clearly did not read the topic leaks at all. Didn't read that particular topic, no, because Far Cry really never caught my interest. I tried, um, Far, I tried Far Cry 5 because I'm that guy who enjoys <laughs> enjoys a good cult story every once in a while. But even that, I'm going, oh, God, this guy's too much like uh, John Jones. Oh, the, so, <laughs> or whatever his name is. Um, they, God, what's his name? Uh, Far Cry 5 was great if you didn't take it seriously at all um as a platform it was great the open worlds was beautiful um the mechanics were great um and that's where the good things end 
Jim Jones. That's who I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, no, the story was not great at all. The villain completely sucked. Um, the fact that you could actually beat the game in the first 15 minutes and with what they called the good ending was even more lame. Um, and the they, fact that you could accidentally like do that. Far Cry's. Uh, yeah. Well, see, Far Cry 3 was like the last good Far Cry, if we're going to be honest, uh, which is the background that they're using um, in the picture. But uh, yeah, Far Cry 5 was great for the multiplayer and the like map building, whatnot, and being able to play custom made maps. That was cool. But, yeah. I played through the story and I haven't really been back. I don't even think I beat Far Cry 4. It didn't interest me. I just couldn't do it. I think, yeah, I personally grew out of solo player games after uh, the Mass Effect series. I tried going back for Andromeda, but as good a story as it was, it was, you know, the bugs eventually got to me. I'm waiting. I'll play a solo player game again, but I'm waiting for one that has a story and a plot and a universe as interesting as Mass Effect was. And people can say the same thing about the Fallout series. Like, as soon as they make a Fallout game that actually has NPCs that an engaging storyline and interesting shit in it. Yeah. Yeah, I. Far Cry used to be good. Now I think it's just a yearly thing. I mean, it'll be interesting to see them go back to a tropical setting uh, that's kind of the game's roots um did anybody here play fall far cry 2 mm. it was the it was the only one that had an interesting mechanic so at the beginning of the game you got malaria uh <laughs> the game takes you the game takes place in africa so at the beginning of the game you get malaria and you literally unless you keep treating the malaria it will kill you during the game um yeah it was it wasn't a great game the story was it but it had some interesting mechanics that ended up coming into far cry 3 but uh and far cry 3 had probably the best story um and then it was all downhill from there so you treated malaria through the course of the game and eventually you were cured i mean i, I don't remember I don't remember beating the game. Like, I remember playing it, and it was actually quite fun, but I don't ever remember the end of it. So I can't tell you. It's one of those, it was fun. I, it, was, it had quirky mechanics that I remembered. Um, but yeah, Far Cry 3 was one I remember because it was my favorite. Yeah, you said, uh, you know, maybe it's become a yearly thing and that's kind of killed it. I, I would agree with that 100% because that's kind of what killed Assassin's Creed for me. I used to love those games. Uh, then uh, Ubisoft got dollar signs in their eyes and uh, dragged out two. So we had Assassin's Creed, and then we had Assassin's Creed 2, and then we had Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and then we had Assassin's Creed Revelations, and then we had Assassin's Creed 3. Originally, it was supposed to be just three games that told the story, but they started dragging that out, and then they went on to Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which, you know, was probably the last really, really good one. And then Assassin's Creed Unity, and then Assassin's Creed Rogue, and then Assassin's Creed whatever the one that took place in um, the bayou, and then they just kept on going with it, and I was like, no, this is, uh, I'm done with this. Enough. That murdered it. Uh, so, 
actually a member brought up an interesting thing since we're you talked about assassin's creed um i want to go back and find uh so a gs member by the name of Buttonbag asked on july 4th does anybody else replay assassin's creed 3 right around this time of year have you ever done that dr niggle uh no i personally <laughs> okay. i guess it's the one you hate it's the one that I dislike, and I dislike it for the following reasons. First, Assassin's Creed, uh, uh, Altair ibn Lahad, uh, master assassin, uh, pompous, arrogant asshole, gets knocked down back to starters, has to work his way back up, realizes what the creed actually means, realizes, you know, all, all the rest of this stuff. I won't get into spoilers, even if you, you yeah, it's been almost 20 years. If you haven't played the game by now, you're probably never gonna, but... Good storyline, good character, good motivations, everything like that. Second game, Ezio Auditore di Firenze. Uh, again, great story. Young man, learns more about his family, uh, suffers enormous tragedy, builds up this entire assassin's empire, uh, and eventually expands it across Europe and becomes the, the master assassin for Europe. Uh, and, you know, learns all this stuff, comes to these realizations about himself, about the world around him, about the the history of mankind and about the philosophy that we as human beings live by, uh, you know, just across those three games. That was great. Assassin's Creed, uh, Creed 3 comes along and it's Connor Kenway. I cannot pronounce his, uh, his Native American name. And his shtick is that he's mad at his dad. And that's pretty much it. And he doesn't cause the American Revolution. He doesn't really participate all that much in the American Revolution. He doesn't make an impact or anything. Uh, he goes on some quests, he does some things, some things are implied. But mostly he's just mad at his dad. So what the fuck is my incentive to play that? And on top of that, they introduced a, a new movement system that was kind of full of bugs, and they carry that over to Assassin's Creed Unity, which was a complete fucking colossal disaster. So, no. Assassin's Creed 3, not one of my favorite games. I'd, I'd replay 2, or Brotherhood, or Revolutions, before I played 3. Uh, well, the good news is that the remaster fixed a lot of those bugs um, from the movement system. Yep. Great. Um, <laughs> so you can uh, run on trees and not get stuck around corners anymore? Yes, it, it actually works. Um, it's way more fun to play the remaster than it was the original i will say that um i think it's more for like the time period and stuff and you know just the fact that it takes place in the revolutionary war and all that stuff um Honestly, that to me that was the the best part of assassin's creed 3 i loved one and two absolutely loved them three um the only thing that I really loved about that is the historical portion of it because it was it was the United States. It was history. Loosely based history, but history. Yeah, loosely based history. <laughs> I mean, well, it, I it mean more than, than the era. That's that's a perfectly valid point that you identify with that period of history, and that's a that's a selling point to you. I, I completely understand that because that's probably the the same reason why I admire Assassin's Creed Two so much, is because I have a background in art history, and a, a big chunk of that was Renaissance Europe, and I I admire that that time period because there were, there were a lot of very significant events going on for 
not just Western civilization, but it would eventually uh, influence Eastern civilization as well. And Eastern civilization would influence the West in turn. So yeah, that, that time period is very interesting to me, and I know a lot about it. So that's probably, uh, that's a good point, why I would get drawn into uh, two and Brotherhood and Revelations. We're already talking about, so we might as well jump to, obviously, uh, we all know at this point that there's an Assassin's Creed game coming out this year. Um, I believe it's going to be called Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Creed Viking not, Edition. I'm not really sh- I don't know if that's been confirmed or not, um, but that's what they're calling it. Um, it looks interesting. It doesn't really look like an Assassin's Creed game. It does look like a badass Vikings game, though. This is uh, Ubisoft trying to jump in. Actually, is Vikings still going on History Channel? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that, that it is. They're coming out with another season, I think. So, yeah. There is there is somewhat of a... I know when Vikings first came out, I fucking love that show. I, I rewatched it uh, last year. And, uh, yeah. Viking, the uh, 900 AD in Northern Europe is another time period, or a history period that I'm very familiar with. So yeah, that that might be actually kind of interesting for me, but if if it doesn't look like an AC uh, Assassin's Creed game, fine. If they want to take it in a different direction, that's cool. They did that with uh, Black Flag, and they made it much more open world, and it worked very well. Uh, One of the things I noticed from what I, I seen in the trailer is they don't in this game, the blade isn't hidden. It's not a hidden blade. Oh, that's um, dumb. I'm not going to play it now. Yep. <laughs> Game's literally uh, unplayable at that point. Immersion breaking. <laughs> it's at the bottom. Um, yeah, I, I know. And he uses a, a giant axe. I so not assassins like, but the no, you could you could use you could use colossal axes in uh, Assassin's Creed Two. Heavy weapons and, they had. Oh, you just yeah. brought them brought them down on top of people. He had some brutal kill animations. It was really fun. I haven't made it that far in Assassin's Creed Two. It, it is installed on my PC. Do it. Play it. Play the whole thing. There's or titties in the I, game too. I've actually been uh, playing Assassin's Creed 2 and uh, Assassin's Creed 3 Remaster. I'm about 10% into the remaster at the current moment. Cool. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla had uh, gameplay footage leaked. Yeah, and it's been taken down. Is that right, Omega? Yeah, all the uh, links that are posted on Reddit oh. have been copyright claimed and taken down and whatnot. Ooh, somebody broke their NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Something leaked out somewhere. Apparently you can watch it on streamable. There's three links, but I don't know if I trust them. No, those uh, are the ones that were taken down. Oh, they are? All right. Well, yeah. putting, putting something onto the internet is like pissing into the ocean. There's no way of getting it out. It'll be back soon. That's a great analogy. I'm going to use that. <laughs> uh, speaking of Ubisoft, yeah, is there anything else on that? Gameplay footage leaked, but it got taken down. Was that it? I'm looking through the article. It doesn't say what or where it was leaked. 
So no, and it just kind of describes like it says it was leaked and it was taken down, but it was re-uploaded. But the re-upload has been taken down as well. Yeah, it's rough. But yeah, people are obviously hyped about the game because uh, it got some major attention. Yeah, it got uh, it got plenty of attention. So much attention that some people decide to quit. Um, also, yeah. Oh, oh, there, there's a segue into the Ubisoft VP resigning um, amid abuse allegations. And I read about uh, Ubisoft Vice President Maxime Beland uh, in conjunction to the AC Valhalla release because uh, he was working on that project. But he resigned. Ubisoft VP resigned. Uh, this is also, uh, for reference, the he's a VP, but he's also the creative director at Splitter Cell and Far Cry. Ah, all right. Ooh. So, yeah. So it says uh, okay. multiple accusations from uh, employees were shared on Twitter. Uh, rampant use of alcohol and parties. Uh, yeah, use. Uh, yeah. use of alcohol at parties. That sounds like an everyday thing during the 90s. <laughs> well, the, the tweet that broke the news, so to speak, uh, is somebody who was sharing the stories of the four accusers, uh, but was keeping them anonymous. Uh, so it says, drunken violence towards female employees and several forms of sexual harassment. And then uh, he posted pictures of of texts from the actual accusations. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, uh, apparently more than 100 Ubisoft Toronto employees sent a letter to studio manager on June 26 expressing grave concerns about the ongoing reported harassment and an inability to feel safe or protected within their own studio. Uh... So this was a widespread, uh, it seems like, systematic abuse. And Ubisoft is attempting to deal with it right now. Uh, some higher manager, or some higher up employees have been suspended and third fired. No names have been provided. Yeah, that sounds like uh, an entire company with a pretty terrible corporate culture. This is usually what happens, though, when one person gets called out in a very public manner. It turns out that this is it's just the tip of the iceberg. We keep on seeing this in uh, gaming communities and developers and movie studios and all sorts of industries. So, yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. This guy, this guy used to be at Epic, uh, and he just got to Ubisoft in January. So all of this has happened in just this year. It's just, it, you know, it, it's just one of those things where I guess I was just raised differently or raised decently. And that you treat people with respect, no matter who they are, no matter what your position is in your job, you just treat people with respect. 
and yeah, we call that common decency. Well, yeah, absolutely, and it, it's just it's one of those things that it, I guess just people. Not everybody was raised that way, and it just it blows my mind. Not everybody was raised in a shame-based household where we were taught to keep our penis away. Well, it's not you know. I lived with hippies. That was never the case. Plenty of times where in a family, one kid turns out perfectly normal, the other kid turns out to be a piece of shit. Like. You can't blame <laughs> parents for shitty people. Uh, there are plenty of shitty people who are raised well by good parents who just were shitty people. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's all, it also points to cycles of abuse in the industry. You know, it makes you wonder, you know, what this guy saw coming up in the industry that made him think it was okay for him to do this. So it's a cycle. It's something that's been happening. And now in the gaming industry and across all industries, it's finally starting to come to light and be addressed. Uh, Yes. Speaking of cycles, another open world VR game in development from Rockstar. Oh, VR. Nope. No, not really. Uh, it is okay. So it's the LA Noir uh, dev that says they're working on a new open world VR game for Rockstar. It's the LA LA Noir dev, so it might actually be fun because when they made LA Noir into a VR game, it opened up hilarious possibilities for gameplay. <laughs> so, like, not how you're supposed to play the game, just how VR made it possible for you to play the game. So. You know, who knows? Maybe it'll be a good gag present for Christmas. But no. Can we get an example? They're saying this is a triple A open world title in VR. I say good luck for that. We need uh, fucking uh, Ready Player One. We need those uh, those platforms that people stand on where they can like run in place and jump and shit. And then I'll get excited about VR. See, but this is why I think the L.A. Noir team is the perfect team to make something like this, because what made that game special was how immersive it was in the world, while the actual mechanics of the gameplay were relatively straightforward compared to a lot of other games. So if anybody's going to be able to make best, like to best make use of VR technology and make a good world around it, I think this is probably the best team to do. I was going to say, when you when you brought up um, uh, the immersion of the L.A. Noir uh, 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 VR version that came out, you're absolutely right, because you go into that game, and you spend about ten minutes in there, and then somebody starts throwing around racial slurs, and you're like, yep, I'm in the 50s. <laughs> Uh, Kind of the way that I see it, you know, them making L.A. Noir VR was the perfect trial run for them to do something like this. You know, take the uh, hard part of actually designing the game out of it and just focus on getting the VR part of it down. Now they can build a game from the ground up with VR in mind. I think I think this could uh, I would say that this has the potential to be the first of a new generation of VR games. Well, it's definitely going to get some time on the Let's Plays on YouTube. Absolutely. I mean, there's quite a few people, uh, bigger names, Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, 
uh, MatPat over at Game Theory that when, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's was released, those three are like pioneers when it comes to the scare, jump scare genre of games. And when they started doing the VR version of Five Nights at Freddy's, they were pulling in huge numbers. So, I mean, there's definitely a market for people to who like to watch that kind of stuff. Of course, I watched it and I was getting violently ill because of the movement. <laughs> of course, yeah. Oh yeah, good. All right. Um, uh, I was gonna say Markiplier is is well known uh, for that sort of thing just because he started off as a a horror game let's player. Uh, obviously, he started off with Amnesia, and he moved on to other titles, a lot of indie titles. I think he popularized the Slenderman game, mm-hmm. um, and also the uh, SCP game. Uh, and yeah, a whole bunch of stuff like that. So yeah, he also crowned, he, he declared himself the king of Five Nights at Freddy's. And yeah, he, he, uh, has obviously propelled a lot of horror games and some VR games into popularity. So he's definitely got that. Jacksepticeye, I don't know if I ever saw him play Five Nights at Freddy's VR, but I imagine there was a lot of screaming in it. Yeah. Um, I think... Of course, I'm a huge game theory nerd. I've been watching MatPat and Game Theory since the channel was built. Um, since back in his uh, back in his days when he was actually partnered with oh god, who was he partnered with? Um, I forget the name of the company now, but uh, since he was like with a different company and didn't actually own the rights to any of his stuff, and when he started doing his live stuff, it, it, he just took off. I mean, le- legit just took off. So. Oh. Of course, I'm a huge science nerd anyway, so it's, it's one of those things that I enjoy, like the physics, them going into, you know, pixel measurements and all that crap. It, it rustles my jimmies. <laughs> so what you're saying is this channel blew up. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like Creeper Crunch, huh? Like, like, oh my God! Why? That was a terrible segue. Get him out. That was awful. Well done. <laughs> oh, that uh, <laughs> cringe. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Uh, so Kellogg is apparently releasing Creeper Crunch cereal. I unfortunately am probably gonna end up buying this, and not because I want to. Because you have kids. Four of them, and all four of them play Minecraft. Kellogg's is releasing Minecraft Creeper Crunch cereal. It's gonna be good. Uh, Brett said it's it's a, at least it has marshmallows in it, so... It's gonna turn your poops green. I always love the Saturday morning cartoons that show the bowl of cereal, and it's like, it's part of this balanced breakfast, and it was the bowl of cereal, and then it was a slice of orange, and then, you know, like, a glass of milk, <laughs> and then some toast, and then a banana, and just all this shit surrounded by the cereal. I'm like, why do you need the cereal? It's a very, very valid point. That's it, yeah, podcast comes to a grinding halt. Yep. Good. All right. Yep. Fuck it. Now, wait uh, just a minute. We do have a roundtable. 
We do have a round table. Yeah, okay. Gobi, go ahead and look up uh go ahead and look up frothy cappuccino on uh, Urban Dictionary. And if you're listening to this and you have access to the internet, go ahead and look up frothy cappuccino on the Urban Dictionary. I I'm gonna I'm staying out of this one, but y'all have fun do with it. it. No, uh, do it. If somebody give me no, no, do it. Okay. If you do don't it. do it right now, and if you do don't it. do it right now, you have to fire Niggle and I vote. Do it. Sorry, I don't do have it. to do anything. Do it. Go do look it. it up. Go look it up. Hey, man, we're gonna get copyright straight. You're you're copying a fucking LL Cool J song. No, actually, technically, what? that was Starsky and Hutch. Doing it. Doing it right. No, that's doing. Oh, okay. That's adding an I in. I thought you said LL Cool J made a song called Frothy Cappuccino. I was like, where was I for that? (laughs) Uh, No, he might have. I'm just not fully aware of it. I mean, that might be the only song that I'm fully aware of that's his. I really want Gobi to go look up Frothy Cappuccino on Urban Dictionary. I re- this is this is the most fun part of the entire episode, and you're ruining it, quite honestly. Just just look it up. I don't. Our viewers want. I don't this. really trust All of our you. viewers want this. Come on now. I'm looking at the Twitch stream chat, and it's just nothing but people saying, "I wish Gobi would look up Frothy Cappuccino on Urban Dictionary." It's yep, true. I doubt it. It is so true. Gobi, uh, you're ruining this. You're ruining this. You're making Niggle sad. You are. I'm getting depressed why, now. Why do you have to make Niggle sad? Because I can't spell. I'm it's just, it, like, just copy it. Just copy and paste, copy paste directly out of the Google Doc. Don't give us that excuse. We know you're not that dumb. Copy paste before I go eat Hagen Doss and listen to Boxcar Racer. I do did. Sorry, we couldn't. We couldn't find. I'm, I'm not making this up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up, says every person who has ever made this up. I, I, oh, no, no, we'll go right here. All right, yep, there it is, in the saloon. Yep, there. He put it in the saloon. Oh, my God. Here, I'll drop you a link in the podcast chat. Frosty. You <laughs> frosty. You <laughs> frosty. That's your I... autocorrect. We know that you're, oh, know you're doing I... this on purpose. Gobi, you're making Niggle sad. In fact, I, I, I dropped can, a link. I, can... I dropped a link. In the podcast channel, I dropped a link. You can click on it, Gobi. I dropped a link. It'll take you right there. Please read it aloud. Huh, no. That, but it can't be sanitary. (laughs) 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 Definitely not. The the round table is, is giving someone a frothy cappuccino sanitary? Gobi says no. Uh, I agree, it is absolutely not. (laughs) It depends on for who. I mean... I, okay, nope, nope. I, I, please, I, I, please elaborate. Which which party is that sanitary for? Well, P is sterile. Yes. And you're the own the bacteria that you have within your own gut is not dangerous to you. So if you are the one uh, receiving the frothy crappuccino, 
it's, it's pretty much, uh, I mean, it's gross, but it's, it's not necessarily unsanitary. Yeah, no, I, I would completely agree with Omega. Uh, urine is a is sterile, which means that it has no living organisms in it, uh, at least when it immediately comes out, and it's not, you know, it's not particularly dangerous. Uh, so yeah, I would I would say giving or receiving, there's nothing biologically dangerous that I can see. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a real doctor. But, yeah, no, I think it's perfectly fine, and it's a valid way to express uh, uh, love. On a recent episode of his podcast, Dr. Drew said there's actually no medically uh, dangerous reason that a person couldn't eat their own poo. That I would I would take uh, issue with. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, you know, no. He says it's disgusting, but there is no like inherent... Uh, like it, it, other than it just being gross, like and they added no nutritional value. I mean, what, what are you, what are you going to get from it? Yeah, but he's, he's not saying one. you should do it. He's saying that like <laughs> if someone were to do it, it wouldn't kill them or make them necessarily sick or give them cholera. Yeah, or you know, because all you got to do is like get it on your hand and touch your eye, and you have pink eye. I mean, well, but you can I mean, eat it without getting any infection. That that uh, two 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 different monsters there. I mean, one of those you're you're introducing a bacteria-rich environment to a mucous membrane. That's I I can see how that would cause some problems. But he's saying like eating it. I take issue with eating it because he, cholera is exposure to waste. It is eating. Uh, eating or drinking something that is around human feces or just feces in general it's uh, it's a thing that we've mostly gotten rid of in society because we have indoor plumbing i would not advocate eating poop <laughs> well but cholera is from a, a bacteria it is from and bacteria and the bacteria thrives in poop through, it's th spread through contaminated water sources so yeah it's not like Poo itself makes cholera happen. It's that it just is a good vector for cholera. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. Saying that are right, same, right now with the splash screen. Same thing that uh, yeah, saying uh, eating dirt won't give you anthrax. I it it very likely won't. But anthrax exists in nature in dirt, like almost all dirt. There, you're gonna find trace amounts of anthrax spores. So, that's, so that's just in a thing. essence, if somebody tells you to rub some dirt on it, they're telling you to go kill yourself. I mean, they could. I, I think the likelihood <laughs> of you actually contracting anthrax that way okay. is little to nothing. Sarcasm. At least approaching zero. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I take the point. So, yeah, you know. Don't approach me and tell me to rub dirt and something. I'm not gonna do it. How dare oh, you, sir? Oh, you are no gentleman. Zero. Got it. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that where's was Masami? terrible. I, yeah, I know, right? I, I need I, that. That was unacceptable. You know, I smacked my own hand for that one. That was bad. Yeah, uh, your own hand hit the back of your head, man. No, no hit it hard. I'm, I'm not that flexible, Kobe. <laughs> Fat, and I have short arms. I'm a T-Rex, really. So, happy 4th of July, everyone, and give your family frothy crappuccinos all around. Don't do that. Don't. Don't. 
don't do that. In oh, fact, yeah. okay, just yeah, wipe don't, this don't do that. ever from your 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 head ever, and enjoy the rest of your week. All right. <laughs> Peace. Uh, later. Yep. Penis. Penis.